How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, dude, can I ask you, you and I have not done a show together since that game. What was Desmond King doing on that play? <laughs> oh, the, I don't know. Like he was playing Spectating too- alongside the rest of, uh, he was like, he was looking for paper towels like Vaseline. Dude, he, like, <laughs> he two-hand touched him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, and then. I've heaped a whole lot of praise on Des King for being one of the hardest hitters on the team this season. Yeah. That was a weird one. That was yeah. a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. There's also, by the way, uh, since a few people have brought this up, yep. Jalen Petrie's celebration yes. after his interception um, where he was trying to throw the ball into the stands, but it was stuck to his hands, yeah. and then he threw the ball down. Everybody, that that was a joke. It was not. Uh, there's no okay. pending investigation. That's. I think it's on NFL Street that that's one of the things that happens after a guy tries to celebrate. Uh, a, a couple different players have done this this season, so it's. Uh, there. Jalen Petrie is fine. We're not going to get Garrett Cold in this whole thing. You're not going to have. You're not going to have Jalen Petrie up at a podium saying it's just. A, it's just so dang hard to catch the football. <laughs> Jalen Petrie giving him for Pete's sake. Yeah, when he throws the ball to the ground, the glove harmlessly falls off of it. So it's uh, it was a good it was a, he did the problem is he did such a good job of it that and I think it's almost when I was watching him throw the ball down and and it being stuck to his hand yeah I was almost like applying basketball rules yeah. to it where it's like it's harder to hold onto a football when you're throwing it like that right or not <laughs> I was like he can't be faking at first I did I'll confess at first I was like man it looks like he was really trying to throw it down and it was like oh yeah and then I remembered that, the whole acting thing yeah yep okay. yep yep yeah. yep. Um, he, uh, he, Desmond King on that ATN touchdown play two hand touch. Jalen Petrie also missed Jalen Jalen Petrie just throws his body around out there sometimes. Uh, Jalen Petrie, it's tough. I, I did uh, this on my YouTube breakdown, uh, of it. It's like, I criticize, I criticize Petrie for it. Yet at the same time, I'm kind of happy that him and Christian Harris still, are looking very good, but have uh, have like have a few fatal flaws to their game right now. Because what it means is they're very promising rookies. I think they're going to fix those fatal flaws. But right now they're preserving draft position by by like Petrie. Petrie's got to figure out some happy medium between early on in the season. I felt like he was missing tackles because he was trying to tackle guys up top too often. Yeah. And he was falling off of them. Yep. 
now he's trying to take them out at the ankles like he's an Australian cattle dog. And it's uh, it's not going well against some of the scarier running backs in the league. He's got to find the happy medium where he's tackling the. He needs to spend the offseason learning rugby tackling because that's uh, that's where you you don't you don't get concussed by throwing your head in front of in in front of somebody like Etienne or Derrick Henry's legs. You kind of put your head behind, but but you wrap the legs up and you make a form tackle. That's uh, that's what he needs to be doing, and he needs to spend the entire offseason doing it. I asked him about that. He was our postgame guest on yeah. Sunday, and I asked him about that because he, he brought it up. He said, yeah, you know, it, it, you know, I asked him how he felt. He's like, yeah, I, you know, I missed a few tackles out there that led to explosives for them. And I asked him, I said, is that something you can work on in the offseason? And the thing he kept bringing up was angles and rewatching, yeah. oh yeah, 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 rewatching yeah. film and and studying the angles that he's been taking. Sean, I'll be honest with you, like these guys all need to go work on a cattle ranch or uh, a dairy farm because there's nothing that teaches you angles and pursuit angles better than trying to get a heifer into a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent a lot of college doing that too, but the but the whole thing about like when you're trying to chase like a a, a heifer is that. There's no telling like which way they're going to zig or zag, so you yeah. got to use the fence to your advantage, and you kind of, and then you use the angles in the fence and you funnel them into a trailer. Um, like a lot of these guys act like the sideline doesn't exist, and they just they, they they try to square guys up in the open field, and they make it they make it 100 percent more difficult because you give a guy a two way go instead of using your sideline to the advantage to your advantage. So yeah. Funnel a heifer into a trailer and or your dorm room the same way a young Seth Payne would. It's okay. It's uh, it's like Rocky chasing the chicken. If you can catch this heifer, you can catch grease lightning. Chickens are harder though. They're uh, yeah, they've got better yeah. lateral movement. <laughs> they do. Yeah, yeah. Like well, that's the thing. They got better COD change yeah. of direction. Yeah, COD. Uh, yes. Heifers, uh, heifers can only change. So heifers change direction, kind of like Jeff Driscoll. Like man, they're running, but oh, why is that heifer? That heifer took seventeen steps to turn right. That's the one big thing you have over him is lateral agility in a shorter area. You can get a heifer and or Jeff Driscoll hemmed in. Oh man, <laughs> Jeff Driscoll, give me a break. <laughs> All right, uh, Lovey Smith met with the media yesterday. Um, has this been your most difficult season so far as a head coach, Lovey? Uh, as you say, it's been a lot of them, and uh, some are more trying, really, I should say, than others. But um, this is one of them. We haven't won a lot of games, and uh, whenever you don't win a lot of games, um, it's tough. It takes an emotional toll on everyone. By saying that, though, you know how the guys have performed lately uh, has given you a you know, you can see what the future looks like. All right. Um, I will point out that if we're going to go by lately, meaning within the last week, they've performed terribly. <laughs> like, like I, I get he's referring to, I would hope, the last month or so, the aggregate of the last month yeah. or so. Um, you know, you Jack, the Jacksonville game was rough. The Jaguars, I'll tell you this about the Jaguars, and I think it's, it, it's, it's not a coincidence. They're, they're, they're the team of the last four opponents the Texans have had, all of whom are in the playoff hunt. The Jaguars are the one that's, you know, most recently a horrible football team. The Jaguars came in and played with urgency. Like, they played like they weren't just going to roll in and take care of the hapless Houston Texans. They came in, and I, and I think that's why – I think that's, that's where you have to be very, very careful about the fool's gold that is, wow, the Texans are bad, but they've, they've competed with the Cowboys and the Chiefs, and they beat the Titans – 
Those teams were lackadaisical and unprofessional. The Texans, to their credit, played their butts off and hit harder and and cared more about their game and played like their backs were against the wall better. But I think that it, it they weren't real indications of where the Texans are right now. Um, where the Jaguars came in and and played like a team that is just still trying to convince themselves that they're good, and and they whooped up on the Texans because of it. Yeah, I, the game this Sunday against the Colts, for what it's worth, the Texans are two and a half point underdogs to the Indianapolis Colts. So these are basically these are basically just two bad teams going at it in Week 18. These might it might be the two worst teams going at it here in Week 18. I went and looked. I started doing my preview stuff for the Houston Press for the game this weekend, which is a Real thrill to do a deep dive on this game coming up in Week 18 between the Colts and the Texans. But I wanted to see who was still healthy for the Indianapolis Colts. Like, who played in the game last week where they lost to the Giants? And I look, they don't all play positions that necessarily impact the game majorly. But I would say, like, of the best, like, six or seven players in this game, like, five or six of them are from the Colts. <laughs> you know, like, the, they still have DeForest Buckner playing. Grover Stewart's still playing on the defensive line. Michael Pittman is still out there as wide receiver. Um, they've still got some pieces on the offensive line. The offensive line hasn't been great this year, but they've still got some pieces. And I would say if you are a Texan fan who is hoping that the Texans lose this weekend so they're guaranteed the number one overall pick, that Sam Ellinger gives them a better chance to win than Nick Foles. Nick Foles, since he got in there, was garbage. He was three interceptions uh, two weeks ago, he threw a pick six before he got injured in this game. Oh, He's yeah. been bad. Sam Ellinger, he, the wild card of Sam Ellinger gives them a better chance to win, period. It, it looked like, no, like people were saying, oh, especially after Foles' first game when they announced that he was going to be playing the next game, people were like, oh, okay, yeah, they're tanking. Yes. Because uh, you have to understand, I, I honestly... Nick Foles looked like, for his own protection, he should have been taken off the field. Yes. He looked like, Sean, you know how I hate the movie The Irishman? If there's one thing about me that's going to be on the, my tombstone, it's that Seth Payne hated the movie The Irishman. That's right. Mostly because people acted like it was a masterpiece, and it was an awful, awful movie. One of the things that made it awful was that, for God knows what reason, probably to save money, they decided that instead of hiring younger actors to play a young Robert De Niro or um, uh, what's his name? Little little Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, yeah. They would just CGI their faces. Right. Which, okay, maybe CGI has gotten to that point. You realize very quickly, no, it has not. Plus, they still moved like old men. So there's a scene in the horrible, horrible movie, The Irishman, where Robert De Niro is curb stomping a dude um, as, a, as a 35-year-old guy. But it's... He's got the face of a 35-year-old, but it's Robert De Niro's 78-year-old body doing the actual acting, and it looks like Abraham Simpson trying to beat up a young man. It, <laughs> yes. it, was, it was awful. That's Foles? I, I poop you not. I thought that Nick Foles was actually a CGI'd senior citizen out there <laughs> on the football field. He could not move or protect himself whatsoever. It was, it was scary. John, it looked like... Brett Favre, when, when Nick Foles is getting sacked, it looked like Brett Favre going down in front of Michael Strahan, except that if it was like 80-year-old Brett Favre CGI'd right. going down in front of Michael Strahan. And, uh, and, uh, like, and, and Michael Strahan was actually an angry uh, charity administrator. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Sam Ellinger gives them a better chance to win. Now, it doesn't, I'm not saying Sam Ellinger is good. I'm just saying he gives them a better chance to win. So Somebody says also, you uh, to be fair, you also don't like The Godfather. Yes, but I never said that The Godfather was a bad movie. It just didn't appeal to me. It's just not your thing. Uh, yeah, and I think a lot of it, my explanation was I think my dad made me watch it, and it's a long movie, and I just I felt like it was I, – I would rather have been done doing other things. So yep. nothing, I can recognize a good movie – like the same way I can recognize like uh, that Skip Bayless is good at what he does, even though I don't enjoy it. Right. Like Skip Bayless and The Godfather are basically the same thing. Exact same thing. I hear that analogy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean Payton is an intriguing figure as we head into this offseason. For those of you Texan fans out there going, they should be in on Sean Payton and they should take Bryce Young. Sean Payton said some things that shatter your dreams and you'll hear them next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a Tuesday. Happy New Year, everybody. Sorry, we were just watching Family Guy during the break. <laughs> when I was explaining that I just never got into the, the Godfather, somebody sent us a clip of a scene from the Family Guy where uh, Peter Griffin and the family are about to drown to death, and he decides to confess that he never, got, he never liked the Godfather. It's <laughs> <So laughs> turned into a big debate. <laughs> At the end, he, he discloses that he prefers the money pit. The money pit. Tom Hanks. Which was, uh, look, Tom, uh, Tom Hanks. That was, when, that was when Tom Hanks was strictly a comedic actor. Yep, yep. He showed range after that. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, um, he got, he got, he turned it. Somehow he showed the most range by becoming a child transformed into an adult. Yes. Uh, by a carnival. It, uh, by a carnival by, thing. By Zoltar. A, by a Zoltar. Yeah, I was going to say Zorro. Yeah. By a Zoltar machine, yes. Um, and then after that, he got super serious in Philadelphia. He, he did. He did. And Forrest Gump. 
and Apollo 13 and many other feature films. Um, Sean Payton. Philadelphia was the serious assist. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Did he ever do another one as serious as Philadelphia? I don't know. I'd have to think probably, about that. I probably maybe like a lower budget one or something that you don't. Uh, yeah, you don't know yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Sean Payton, uh, former New Orleans Saints head coach, who's part of the team at Fox now, does periodic appearances on Colin Cowherd's show. I think there's a lot of Texan fans out there that are intrigued by the possibility of Sean Payton as a future head coach of the Texans. I think that would probably mean just hitting the red button and starting all over with everything. I don't think Sean Payton. Oh, I don't think. Yeah. Sean, I think it's what it would be, right? Like you, you, yeah. you trade some draft capital for Sean Payton. He comes in and he runs everything. Um, a lot of people asking whether you know would the Texans trade perhaps their that that Cleveland pick. Which currently sits at twelve, twelve, twelve. Yep, uh, the twelfth overall pick for a Sean Payton. Right. It's an interesting discussion, um, but I think here's what here's the blueprint everybody has uh, mm-hmm. that wants Sean Payton. Make the trade, get Sean Payton, pay him what he wants, draft Bryce Young because Bryce Young is basically the same size as Drew Brees, and then you're off and running, and you're basically the Saints of the last twenty years. Okay, well that would be fun because they ended up winning a Super Bowl and making a lot of Deep runs in the postseason. Drew Brees wound up being one of the 10 to 15 best quarterbacks of all time. Conservatively, I would say that would be a hell of a lot of fun. Here's, there's only one problem. A problem which I did not realize until Sean Payton appeared on the Colin Cowherd show yesterday. It's that Sean Payton may have had a smaller quarterback with Drew Brees, but that doesn't mean he would draft a smaller quarterback with the first overall pick. Let's do this. Let's not draft small players in the first 15 picks of the draft anymore. In the first round, let's not let's not get away from prototype. And I talked with Bill Parcells about this, Ron Wolf, and, and those early picks have to be prototype players. Big six four two twenty five prototype. The way we've designed it for each position, whatever right. the position requirement is. Now, let's say we're looking at a corner, and our requirement for prototype at that position is 5'11". And we're going to take this player in the first six or seven picks, and he's off of that. You'd say, oh, how much? He's 5'10", or he's 5'9". There's a point at which you turn and say, all right, and Bill would say this, does he walk on water? You told me that, yeah. Yeah, and and if the answer is yes, then we're going to look at Aaron Glenn some more. Yeah, right, Because he drafted Aaron Glenn. Yeah. But when that topic comes up and and you just see the mistakes really recently and we go all the way back to cleveland and and you know they have the movie draft day yeah and i've said this before and 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 right at the very end costner makes the right decision in the movie but in real life not hollywood we they drafted johnny manziel the same team yeah and i i think you have to pay attention to typing and and when you're looking at the health of players and you're looking at the size of players. And two is just one example. We're going to see it again, I think, this upcoming year. There's another quarterback coming out Bryce of Alabama Young. that's not going to be prototype. Yeah, so does he walk on water? Well, he did this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was, that was Sean Payton. He was on the Colin Cowherd show. Okay, just real yeah. one funny aside to that. I love how the draft day thing about the movie – he makes it sound like they, they exist in the same universe. Like, like that was the actual Browns. The same yeah, team. Yeah. That was the same yeah, team. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was a fictional version of the Cleveland Browns. Look, they were making mistakes in the movie script, and then they ended up doing the same thing in the uh... – <laughs> Yeah, that was, just, that was weird. 
That is very much a Bill Parcells. The old yep. um, the planet theory was the Parcells thing where you, when you're at the top of the first round, okay, I'm looking for guys of whom there are only a few walking this earth. It's that that's where you find now, and and I feel like because that was Parcells' theory, and because obviously Parcells had a lot of success in a lot of ways, I feel like sometimes it's taken to an extreme where people act like that's the only theory that. And and I do because I do think I, I watched Tom Coughlin operate for years on that same theory, and I can tell you that Coughlin whiffed on some draft picks in a big way because he was in love with size and height. And wait, I saw it without Flowers, that offensive lineman. When I was in Houston, we drafted a, a defensive lineman once in the mid rounds. And the story that made its way to me was that that we needed, we were very low on defensive line depth at that point. And the scouts were saying, like, well, we don't like this one guy. Uh, like here, and Coughlin just kept pointing at his height, weight, and forty time, <laughs> and saying like, oh, "No, we need, we need more size. We need more size." And uh, that guy got drafted, and he sucked. So it's there's a there's a hazard in that. There's a hazard in being that formulaic about it. I think that for one, I don't know how much Sean Payton has necessarily studied everybody right now. He might and like he might be putting out preemptive smoke already. You know, Sean Payton might be throwing that stuff out there, and maybe in his mind he really does think that Bryce Young has those things that Aaron Glenn did to supersede sure. his his size deals. I remember one of my friends met um, – one of my friends from home, actually from Brandy's hometown, uh, met Aaron Glenn in, uh, in the locker room once. I was giving these, these guys a tour of the locker room uh, on a Tuesday, and Aaron Glenn was in there, and we stopped and we chatted with Aaron Glenn for a while, and we left, and uh, my friend Joe afterwards was like, He's my size. Like I feel like it's like I feel like I could play in the NFL now. I'm like, okay, you want to race him? Um, uh, so yeah, like Aaron Glenn was a smaller dude, but he had all those intangibles and everything else that made uh, that made Parcells really like him. So I, that that's the question: is is Bryce Young that guy in Sean Payton's mind? Let me tell you this: if Sean Payton were to come coach for the Texans, as far as year one of fan response goes. It's, it might be one of the only moves the Texans could make and then not draft the quarterback and have people be cool with it. Like, I think if Sean Payton came in and he decided that, like, no, we're going to bolster the offensive line and the receiving core and maybe add a guy or two on defense, I think, I think for the most part the majority of people would say, cool, all right. Because Sean Payton, yes, he had a lot of success with Drew Brees. But this is something I've long said. The, the success of Drew Brees as the first pick in the second round did not do one thing to make people draft the next Drew Brees much higher. Nope. I don't think. Now, the people have changed their attitudes towards quarterbacks since then. So just more quarterbacks are getting forced in the first round. So, you know, maybe Drew Brees might get drafted in the first round now. But I, I don't think it's as much about, like, Drew Brees succeeding. It's a huge gambling a guess as to whether a guy Drew Brees' height is going to be able to do the things that Drew Brees did. He had to be freakishly good with timing, with preparation and coordination with his receivers from a leadership aspect. His ability to kind of throw from his tippy toes with his head tilted back and all those things. He was really, really good at all those things, and that's a huge projection that not a lot of people, including Sean Payton, I think, are, are willing to make. Like, Sean Payton very much understands and respects 
how hard it was for Drew Brees to do what he did at that height. And he's not going to so easily say like, oh, well, yeah, but I'm sure Bryce Young can do that too. No, but if I were to gamble on a smaller quarterback, Bryce Young would be the one I would gamble on from those standpoints. Right, that right. He's got yeah. the accuracy and he's got the, yeah. the arm talent and the acumen and the work ethic and all those other things to, to, to get into that neighborhood. For what it's worth, that audio we just played, was in response to a question about Tua Tungavailoa. So I should have clarified that before we played it. Like it was it was a question about Tua's durability that led Peyton to go down that does he walk on water prototype narrative that he's got there. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's um and that's where too I think the biggest thing with this is another thing that's that I would never tweet out in the moment, but that I very much believe uh like having watched to a tongue of Ilo, get injured multiple times. Some guys just flat out know how to protect themselves, and some guys don't. And we saw, man, we saw it in the game where the Texans played the, the Dolphins. <laughs> you remember that play where he did the limbo because Malik Collins was tackling to a tongue of Iloa, and he did like he went, he got pulled down from behind and like was like doing his. He was it was it looked impossible. It looked like something somebody would do at a strip club or something. It looked like he tore like, his knee, yeah. He falls like that frequently. Yeah. You know, and, like, that's a skill. Quarterback RG3 was really bad at falling. Yeah. RG3 did not know how to protect himself when he got tackled, and I think Tua Tungavailoa is that same way. Yeah, if a guy is smaller, you got to be sure that a whole lot of other stuff, including knowing how to fall properly, is uh, is, is taken care of before you just go ahead and – and hurl a top five pick at him. I think Bryce Young's actually pretty good at that. Actually, like knowing yeah. how to fall and knowing how to not take the you know the brunt. He's playing against guys that are NFL size. They're just not as talented as NFL players. You know, in the yeah, SEC. Yeah, I saw Barnwell tweet that out. I've, I'm a little bit skeptical of that. I knew you would um, be. I was. That's that's why I brought it up. It feels a little bit like when Leonard Fournette said that the SEC seemed faster than the NFL. Like, all right, guys, let's stop. Let's stop it with the SEC masturbation, okay? You guys, like, it's uh, uh, sure it feels good to say and everything, but it doesn't pass the sniff test. Yep. Including any, take any of the best, take the best team in the SEC in any any given year. And look and see how many of their starters are NFL fi- players five years after they're after they're done playing. The, a bunch of the stars are stars, but there are a lot of guys on there that just flat out aren't NFL caliber. Um, and so, like, what happens in the NFL is that the best guys you see a few times a year in the SEC are out there every single week hitting you, and it's just not the same. Like the the frequency, the the violence, the collisions. It's just it's just not the same. Not to mention, not to mention in the SEC. Like your the pass rush pockets, no matter how good like the one defensive lineman is or anything, they don't collapse nearly as quickly. And I'm a guy that likes Bryce Young. I just don't. I don't buy into the hey, the SEC is big too. Like no, they're not as big as the NFL. Right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you on a Tuesday. We'll get to the latest on the biggest story of the day: Bill Safety, Demar Hamlin in critical condition after suffering cardiac arrest. What does the NFL do next? How did the NFL handle things last night? We will get to that next. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast. All right, we are still um, waiting for the next bit of news on DeMar Hamlin, the safety for the Buffalo Bills who was uh, carted off the field, stretchered off the field last night after a cardiac arrest incident. He put a hit on um, T. Higgins on a short reception, stood up, and then collapsed to the ground, did DeMar Hamlin. Um, and then the uh, the paramedics came out and administered CPR. It, it was a... If you're just glancing at the TV and you didn't know what happened, you go, okay, well, this is a it's a sad but familiar scene. Players gathered around a player, taking a knee, praying, holding hands, and then they zoom in and you can tell, okay, this is a little different. Guys are crying. Guys are being consoled by coaches. And then the announce team, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, informed the audience that CPR was being administered. Actually, I think it was Lisa Salters, the sideline reporter, who yet another broadcaster did an incredible job last night. Kudos to ESPN. <clears throat> did a really good job on that. The latest on Demar Hamlin. If you're if you're just tuning in, you haven't gotten the latest. Um, the most recent update we have is still the one from the Buffalo Bills overnight, where they say that Demar Hamlin's heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He's currently sedated and listed in critical condition. That's the Bills statement. The league put out a statement last night, similarly just describing what went on and prayers for DeMar Hamlin and his family. The league has not said anything yet 
on what the plan is to do with this game. How do they treat it? Do they play it? Um, my guess is they're huddling on that this morning, Seth. And I wonder, yeah. I wonder if there is part of the league that is that's waiting on Demar Hamlin news before they announce what their resolution is with the game. You know what I mean? Like, how- yeah. Well, I think that that in that I think that might be the appropriate thing yeah. is that it's. Um, I, now, obviously, it's going to be different whether it's good or bad news. I, like, ideally, hopefully, there's great news. Um, and then, you know, however you handle it moving forward um, is is whatever. It's uh, you know, The important thing is whether or not the guy's okay. I guess if um, – I, I think they do need to be mindful necessarily of, of if there is if, – if, if it's not great news or not optimistic news um, – you know, I think they're, they're more. I think then maybe conversations with the uh, the Bills themselves become a lot more um, relevant. You know, like oh, you're gonna have to discuss this with the teams anyway. But if there's good news and it looks like Hamlin's gonna be great, then I don't think you necessarily need as much input from the players. If Demar Hamlin is in uh, an awful situation, then it much more uh, you know materially affects players moving forward. I think then you really have to. You know, have a sit down with the Bills players and and really get their feelings. Yeah, out. because I think if it's bad news with Demar Hamlin, whenever it if if it were to happen, I, I think it's in play yeah. that they don't play the game this coming weekend. Also, hmm. do you think? Um, Just in play. I, I'm not I, saying I'd it's the favorite. I'm saying it's a discussion no, I, point. Yeah, I think. Um, I I don't know. Yeah, per, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. That's a, that falls into that hard category of. Uh, you know, like I, I don't know sensitivity that's, and what's, that's, a, yeah. that's an individual choice or decision. I would never, obviously, say there's a right way for those guys to handle it or sure. not. I think just putting myself in that position. I don't know. Like I've just, I like when you think about things have happened in your personal life when people have died. Um, you just there's a, there's a certain balancing of okay, when do we work? When do I do this? When do we do all that? Um, so that I think, just me personally, I think that that ends up. And I think of a lot of football players. I'm just thinking of the, what happens when somebody in your family dies. I know a lot of people in my family. Like if, like if my brother, my brother and I had that conversation once. Like if my brother had died like the day before a football game, he thought the coolest thing ever would be if I go out and get like three sacks the next day. Yeah, you know, like that's just kind of, um, you know, without being overly sentimental about it. I think a lot of people because the NFL or just sporting events in general take on a different significance in people's lives. It almost becomes a, a nice way to memorialize something. If you go out and you just, whether you win or lose, you just play your butts off, Yeah, you know, and like Brett Favre after his, uh, after his father died going yep. out. And, and remember when Brett Favre had that game, it wasn't just Brett Favre himself. It was the receivers like that just like were making catches like highlight real catches left and right, almost just playing for Brett Favre. So I my gut as a player would be yeah I think I would I would want to play the next week um, if anything like almost to, to honor him as much as as anything else that makes sense that makes sense yeah I'm just trying I'm, I'm trying to think of what all the scenarios are depending on what the news yeah. is that comes out with uh, with Demar Hamlin and and again we that that's the latest that we have I I would recommend this again if you if you're looking for um, updates from literally from the hospital his marketing. His marketing agent, who's also a very close friend of him and the family, his name is Jordan Rooney, uh, at J-O-R-D-O-N-R. He's been giving updates. He also points out, he also points out that people, I mean, there's some people out there that are just slime balls. DeMar Hamlin's charity 
which for the last couple of years has been just an ongoing toy drive for toys for the daycare center that his mother works at in Pittsburgh, which is up to, as of this morning, up to over $3 million in donations. And just for some context, it's been going, he's had the charity open for a couple of years. He opened it back when he was in college. His goal was was $2,500. Obviously, as a bigger platform now as a professional athlete, and the tragic events of last night, in an ironic way, enhanced the stage for that charity. As of the time I went to bed last night, it was at like $700,000. I woke up this morning and Darren Ravel tweeted that it was at $3.2 million. So that's the good-natured people. There's good people out there. The slime balls that are out there are the ones that Jordan Rooney is being forced to reply to here. His latest tweet 45 minutes ago. DeMar's parents wanted me to get this out there. Beware of people requesting cash app donations and making GoFundMes. If you do want to support DeMar's foundation, his initial toy drive has turned into the central location for that, and he tweets out the actual real GoFundMe link for DeMar Hamlin. I mean, there's there's some slimy people. What was it? Someone put up a link this morning, Seth, about a press conference in Buffalo to give the latest on this, and it was some crypto uh, bot or something? It was a crypto, yeah, yeah. Just horrible, I chose man. uh I chose Bitcoin. I can't remember what the other choice was. <laughs> Felt like it was it was uh it was some kind of yeah, it was choose between Bitcoin and something else. Dude, he's up to and I honestly I honestly no, but that's how I got duped into it. Like it wasn't a big deal. It was a, I thought it was I at first I thought it was kind of classless on the part of the Bills organization because it made it look like it came from the Bills um uh, media feed, yeah. like their their uh, press conference. Yep. And it was kind of like you're supposed to do a QR code. And then I figured, like, okay, this is just some standard thing where they, you know, they have a, a crypto sponsor or something. So I thought it was that. So I got duped into that. So oh. yeah, I'm I'm part of the problem. So <laughs> well, I'm feeding I'm feeding the I'm feeding the fraudulent beast. At least you're not sending cash app donations to some anonymous person posing as him. He's up to three point six million now. Three for oh, wow. it look, dude. It, the optics of it look it's incredible. I'm on the GoFundMe page. For uh, Demar Hamlin's, it's the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive, Kelly and Nina's Daycare Center um, in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. I believe that's in the Pittsburgh area. Three, you know how you know how GoFundMe's give you the updated amount raised of blank goal. Like they say, oh, they've raised ten thousand dollars of a twenty thousand dollar goal. This is what it says: three point six oh eight million dollars raised of a twenty five hundred dollar goal. Jeez, <laughs> how crazy is hundred thirty eight thousand five hundred donations? He's gonna have to uh, like. Uh, hopefully, he comes out just absolutely fine. And there have been there have been examples of this. Uh, there's a soccer player, a European soccer player, a couple years ago that had what many people are um, suspecting is the same condition of commodio cordis. It happens when you get uh, blunt force to the chest either from a ball or a hit or something like that, and it disrupts the rhythm of your heartbeat. So that's not it's, – it's rare, but it does happen. And um, it, can, it can be fatal, but also some people just make a complete recovery. And the, the, the speed with which you get CPR, it makes a big difference. And, and he got CPR almost immediately. So that was good. But, yeah, if, he, um, if he's absolutely fine, he's going he's gonna to be like, oh, so now i got to also figure out like, – uh, I got to distribute this money, which is no small task. No. <laughs> that's a whole. Uh, that's a whole. That's a. That's a big deal. Distributing that much money to charity. It's a. It's a cool silver lining. I mean, obviously, it's tragic events that led to it, but it's 
$3.6 million, man. That is that is wild. You know, Ross Tucker said this earlier, Seth, and we had him on, and I I agree with him just in general. Forget about what happened to DeMar Hamlin last night. That's just something that's so esoteric to me because it's heart-related. It's not, you know, it's something where the player at that time, I imagine, can't communicate what's exactly happening with him. But Ross Tucker said, I'm surprised stuff like this doesn't happen more often. And when you think about how many big hits there are in a football game or sports in general, I would say, yeah, and I – I definitely think that about head and neck injuries. Like, the, yeah. you guys are involved in. There, there's 15 car crashes going on every single play. It's crazy. It's uh, right, yeah, and you're and uh, especially with the spinal injuries, you know, the the medical technology has gotten so good and the response has gotten good that it's it's rare now that there isn't you know, something more positive than paralysis happened. So you're almost conditioned. You get, you know, you go into a little bit in an aisle and think like, oh yeah, it's scary, but guys are, are usually okay. Um, you're just, people aren't accustomed to seeing CPR and it, it, uh, it, it, it freaks people out if they haven't seen it um, ever, obviously for, for appropriate reasons, it freaks people out. All right. We, uh, we established in the previous segment that um, Bryce Young might not be Sean Payton's kind of guy. Bill O'Brien gave his scouting report on Bryce Young prior to the Sugar Bowl this past week. Um, from the description of Bryce Young from Bill O'Brien, does he sound like a Nick Casario kind of guy? We'll hear from the Texans' former head coach and GM next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.